Hey guys and welcome back to a new episode. It's definitely been a little while and I feel like that's kind of a pattern with these episodes where I bring a new one out and then a decent amount of time goes by before I sit down again to chat to you guys. Um, I really have the best of intentions always to keep going and to record three to four. I mean, I set a goal for myself to do four episodes a month which was pushing it a little bit but honestly at this point if I'm even just doing one a month I feel like that would be something and as always I'm not going to promise but I'm going to try my best. I've been thinking about what the next episode could be about in terms of anxiety and symptoms and of course all of the things that we talk about on my page and I shared a story maybe a few weeks ago asking you guys what you would like me to talk about and I got some really good responses that I saved and I was going through them and trying to decide what the next episode should be on but there's something that's just been weighing on me that I just it's almost I almost feel as if I can't really talk about anything else until I just kind of address this and just talk about this thing. So as always, I have made myself some tea. I've made some lemon balm because it's especially good when you're feeling um, like anxious. It's really good for emotional stress. And I've, I found myself kind of procrastinating leading up to sitting down to actually record this. I woke up this morning and just had this overwhelming feeling that I just, I want to talk about this and I want to sit down. And then as time came closer to actually sit down and record, I found myself procrastinating a little bit just because it's something that I'm nervous to talk about. But I'm sitting in my spot here with my, these huge trees outside that always make me so happy. Um, I have the window open. Hopefully the birds behave because there's been some crows right outside my window that have been just... I don't know what's been going on, but they've been going crazy for days. So I hope that we can just kind of get through this with the birds behaving. (laughs) But uh, I really just wanted to sit down and have a chat with you. I didn't want this to be a big thing. I didn't want to make a big deal about this, but I just feel like I always tell you guys how important it is to talk about things and to not keep things you know to yourself and I really do believe that when we talk about something versus just holding on to it and kind of ignoring it we take away some of its power by fully facing it versus just avoiding something that I can be very good at the reason that I didn't it's not that I didn't want to sit down and talk about this but I had told myself that I'm going to wait for a few months, maybe a year, kind of work through this by myself, and then when I feel like I'm at a really good place, then come and talk to you guys and be able to share everything that helped me work through this thing, but that doesn't feel right to me. Um, I've always been so open about my anxiety and depression. I've been as open as I can possibly be. Even with anxiety, even though I've come so far, and I always tell you, like, it doesn't consume my life anymore. If I'm still having, if I have a bad day or I'm going through something, 
and I do experience anxiety, I tell you guys about it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be this perfect human being because that's just, that's not real. That's not realistic. That's not life. So I always try to be as open with you as I can and I feel like I just want to be open about this too. And it's something that's very, you probably like time we just get to it, but it's something that I'm re- I'm nervous to talk about. I'm, I feel excited to talk about it because it feels good to just get it out. It feels good to talk about things. It, it really does. Even if I'm just sitting here right now, um, like as I'm recording this, no one's listening to me. Just sitting here and talking out loud like this is actually very helpful. Okay, so I just, as I do with my newsletters every week, I send them out every Monday morning. I usually sit on the weekend on a Saturday or mainly a Sunday. I'll sit down and I'll have an idea in mind and I won't really know where it's going to go until I sit down and I just start typing and I feel like it's the same with this. I think it's the same with everything (laughs) that I do really Um, but especially this I feel because I found myself earlier starting to kind of like write stuff down and like and I have some stuff written down just so I don't forget but I was finding myself really trying to plan this out but I think it's better for me to just sit down and just talk like I'm not even really sure how to start it but I'm just going to let's just see what happens so I'm not gonna talk about um, any specific anxiety symptoms in this one this is a little bit different to the usual episodes this is more of kind of like a life update with me and some things that I've been learning about myself that have started to make a lot more sense for me in my life Uh, I've spoken about depression on my page a lot and every time and that's another reason why i'm sitting down to do this is because every single time i share a story or i share something about depression i get a lot of people um replying to my stories or sending me messages because sometimes and i often get messages like this where you know you you maybe don't feel comfortable to comment on a post but you feel more comfortable to send me a message So every time I talk about depression, I often get a a decent response from that. And it shows me that so many of you guys relate. And I I feel like, and of course, I can share as much as I'm able to. And people will tell me, you know, you have to share what feels right for you. You don't have to share everything. But I feel like, especially today, as I woke up this morning, I just had this overwhelming feeling that I do want to share and I do want to talk about it. So... In terms of depression, I have suffered with depression for as long as I can remember. I think a time that I remember most clearly was probably when I was around 15. And I was sitting in my room one day and I just felt, everything just felt really, really dark. And my brother, um, he's six years younger than me. And we were very close growing up. And he came to me and he could immediately obviously see something was wrong. And he asked me what's wrong. And I I remember looking at him and and just... And I was being honest. Um, I I don't know. I said to him, I I don't know. I just, I don't feel good today. And it's awful when you suffer with depression. Because sometimes it just doesn't make sense to you. Nothing um, specific is happening in your life. But you just feel this heaviness this darkness this cloud over you 
and even if everything in that moment is okay in your life you don't understand why you're not able to feel grateful or feel excited or just even feel some level of contentness like contentedness is that the word <laughs> but if you suffer with depression like i know you'll relate to this it's it's really difficult to you can't pull yourself out like you can't just be like okay well i'm gonna think positive thoughts and i'm gonna feel great or i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna feel great if if only if only it were that easy so it was around then that i really remember starting to struggle with depression and not just depression but my moods in general um for as long as i can remember i especially you know since being a teen my moods have been like a roller coaster up and down up and down and for me i need to understand something it's just with like with with the anxiety that i went through severe anxiety health anxiety panic disorder it was only once i had those names and had those labels and this is where things get tricky because i just i just actually wrote a newsletter recently where i said it doesn't matter what label is assigned to you um you don't want that to become your identity and sometimes when we give in a label it can become my identity but for me just understanding okay so i'm experiencing all these symptoms and feeling this way because oh, okay i have panic disorder oh, okay health anxiety is a real thing and so on it just started to make more sense to me and then i was like okay so i understand what this is i'm not losing my mind because that is how i felt for a very long time and then I was able to use that and start to do more research and dig into it and figure out things that I could do to help myself out of that place of just constantly feeling on edge and constantly living in fear. So, of course, with the depression, I did the same thing. Like I was, I did a lot. I've done a lot of research over the years, on and off, um, just about depression in general, and just trying to understand. Um, just trying to understand my moods honestly and just why i am the way i am like i've been trying to understand it um so my grandmother has bipolar and that was something that always that w always was at the back of my mind like maybe i have bipolar um and i did a lot of research on bipolar and the different types of of bipolar and that's where I really learned how, and, and please, I just want to say this quickly, I'm not a therapist or a doctor. Everything that I'm telling you are just things that I've learned myself by doing research online. So if I'm saying anything wrong or anything, it's honestly just because I did, I, I'm still learning, like I'm still learning about things. So I did a lot of research into that. And it's it, this is just how i am like before i go off to a therapist and say give me a diagnosis like i like to try to understand things and and i just i do a lot of research i always tell you guys not to google but um and i and i mean that stay away from those symptoms it's not going to help you but in terms of depression like i just i wanted to understand what's what's going on with me i think it's just a natural human instinct to want to better understand ourselves and why we act in certain ways and, and why we deal with certain things. 
So the one thing with bipolar that would always kind of have me, I would do research and then I would just kind of step back and say, no, you know, I don't think I have that because everything that I was learning about bipolar, and there are different types of bipolar, but one thing that I really, that did really seem to come up a lot is that obviously there's low episodes and then there's high episodes so you can be extremely depressed and it can be severe and then you're more in, in a manic state where things feel amazing and then depending on the severity of it like you could you know do all these impulsive things in that state um, but for me I didn't have you have to have a, a pretty decent number of time in that low state and in that high state and for me I, I thought that my mood seemed to change too quickly to be bipolar so I would do research and read about it and I would relate to how the depression feels but I wouldn't really relate to some of the manic episodes and I wouldn't really relate to having a depressive episode for months at a time like non-stop or being on a high for you know just as long and I think it was in my 20s when I really started to want to dig deeper into research because of how I found myself reacting to certain things in my relationship at the time um, and it was hard because I didn't know who I could talk to about it like I, I felt I felt like there was something wrong with me um, I would watch my I would see the way I was reacting to things I, I would almost watch myself and, and see the intense emotions that I would have to things that would not make sense to me um, things that you know I feel like most people would maybe be upset with but not to the extent that I was and it just I didn't understand it I, I thought to myself am I just really hypersensitive am I dramatic um, what is wrong with me and I think I think I did get to a point where I just kind of told myself you know you just you're just a very I don't think I used the word dramatic but that I'm just a very maybe intense I, I can't get the word right now but I'm just intense and I'm just um, I would probably use the word sensitive a lot because I would often be told that um, you're being really sensitive come on like I, you know I didn't I didn't mean it like that um, come on it's not a big deal you know that kind of thing and then you start to think oh my god like I am I'm insane but I started to do research, um, I think I was trying to find, because this was the biggest thing for me when I was dealing with anxiety, is I just wanted to find other people that were dealing with symptoms. Um, so I'd always be looking for forums online where other people are talking about symptoms or emotions that they're dealing with, and I thought maybe I could find a thread online where people are talking about how emotional they are and I don't remember I will be lying if I sit here and tell you what I searched I don't remember but I was just basically keying in all these different words trying to figure out 
are there other people that are this sensitive or this emotional or whatever the case and something did pop up and it's the one thing that kept kept coming up over and over again is something called borderline personality disorder or BPD I don't think I knew much about BPD I I had seen a movie um, I think the main actress in it is Kristen Wiig I don't remember what it's called but I had seen a movie with her in it and I think in the movie she, her character had borderline personality disorder and I honestly don't really remember that movie in detail now but one thing that does stick out is that she was very um the way that they portrayed BPD was as something that is just very <laughs> extremely intense and basically the, the feeling that you get is that if you have that you're you're crazy um basically so when I was reading up about BPD and I was thinking about this movie that I had seen I thought no I, I don't think um I don't think that I act like that and there was certain things in the movie that she did that I certainly don't do so again it was the same as with my bipolar research I, I was confused like is you know am I just searching for something now am I just trying to get a name I, I was really really confused from there I just kind of took a step back um, and just decided to just kind of leave it because I, I was getting really overwhelmed with everything and during some of my research it, it was during the time when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety too so I was I was really feeling overwhelmed and felt like I could only kind of deal with one thing at a time and my anxiety was overwhelming at the time so I was putting all of my effort and all of my attention there but I had now read about borderline personality disorder and it was something that was is was in my head it was at the back of my mind all the time but I just I kind of just left it I left it for years actually I just kind of ignored it I was so used to dealing with my moods and with depression that I just I figured well I've done it for this long like this is just you you're so used to it you that it's just it's not like I had been really stable with my emotions and now suddenly this was happening and I didn't understand and I needed help for it for me it was I'm so used to this I have been been like this since I was a teenager so I just kind of left it for the time being did my moods stabilize no <laughs> Uh, it was still up and down all the time. Sometimes I would go through a period where for, I mean, a good while, I would feel okay. I would feel okay. And then something would trigger me and boom, I was I was just back um, up and down, up and down. I was just confused just all over the place it's it's like a roller coaster and it's exhausting i went for therapy to discuss some family issues that i was dealing with that were really weighing heavily on my heart and 
that was the focus of my therapy sessions was talking about my family talking about childhood things I wasn't talking about all these erratic moods and things I was really just the focus was just on the sadness that I was feeling and um, how to put up boundaries and and just really getting out things that I needed to get out um, just from my childhood that I hadn't really worked through so it was kind of just I kind of just went on like that and then the pandemic happened um, I went through a breakup I went through more family stuff that just honestly last year was an incredibly difficult year for me and my depression really hit me full force again and my moods now my moods had still been up and down but it became worse than ever last year um and even this year even now and that's this is why i wasn't sure like should i sit down and record this because i'm kind of going through stuff right now but it just got worse and i started i started going back to therapy last year and really talking about family stuff and stuff that i had gone through and stuff that i had dealt with and all this trauma and all these heavy things that came up and my therapist would make references to my like she would mention how i was responding to things and one thing that she kept saying was you're falling into that black and white thinking again that's something that you tend to do you fall into this black and white thinking which is where you can't see when things are either good or things were bad in my mind or are like because i'm still there things are good or things are bad when things are bad it is very difficult for me to sit down and see all the options and all the things that are good or when a situation feels really difficult I'll look at why the situation is so bad and how there's no way out of it instead of my brain is not able to sit down and look at the options so for example even if somebody if, if somebody acts a certain way with me um, if somebody's tone is off with me or if I'm talking to somebody and I can see their face and their expression I see something in the expression that seems different instead of me thinking I maybe they're maybe they're dealing with something my, my first thought like I eventually get there but my first thought is always did I do something wrong are they angry at me are they upset with me that's where my mind goes to first always like I am I have always been that way where the minute something feels off with a person or a situation I immediately think what did I do so I was really paying close attention to 
things that she was saying and things that she was making me aware of with my thought patterns, the way that I process things and the way that I, like where my mind goes basically. And I decided to do some more research again because you know I can't just ask my therapist. (laughs) I have to go and do this. Like it's something that I've always just done. I've always, I think, you know, when I was younger, I just learned that if I'm struggling with something, I have to just deal with it by myself. Um, well, that's how I felt anyway. I just felt like I don't have anyone and no one's going to help me and I just need to do this by myself. So I've always been this person that when I want to understand something, I want to go learn about it on my own. So back to Google I went. <laughs> and this was just recently actually. This was just within the past month or so. And I went and put this into Google, like the black and white thinking, you know, hypersensitive, like with your emotions and emotional up, but like ups and downs, your mood changing and fluctuating throughout the day. And again, of course, borderline came up again and black and white thinking was a very prominent part of that. I think in my heart, I knew that I relate too much to this for it to not be this. But again, like I, like I told you, I, the way that I have seen it portrayed, it's, and that's why I would always kind of back away because I would think, oh, well, I, I don't act like that or I'm not violent um, because that's a big thing that they'll say is people can get very aggressive or violent. Can I get angry? You bet I can get angry. I, that's something, my emotions, any emotion, for me, if something upsets me, um, I'm not just sad, I'm, I'm devastated, and I'm not just angry, I'm so furious that I feel like I'm losing my mind, and I, I was talking to a friend actually who relates to this, and he said that when he gets angry, it's, he's so overwhelmed that he just he doesn't even know what to do and he just cries because you're you're so consumed with this anger and you don't even know why you're that angry. So getting back on track, and I really do apologize if this is all over the place. I, I didn't want this to be... I want, I always, whenever I sit down, I want it to be just casual. I want, I want you to just feel like I'm having a casual chat with you. I don't want this to feel like this structured thing. Um, I just want to talk from my heart and I want it to come across like that. So I really hope that, I really hope that you feel that and I hope that you're still with me as I kind of just ramble on and it's just me kind of getting my thoughts out and um, just trying to explain how I've been feeling and things that I've been dealing with. So, so, so the borderline diagnosis is a scary one and I was still kind of of the mind that, you know, maybe, maybe not, like maybe not. Before I go any further, um, I'm actually going to pull up Google and I'm going to just, because I feel like some of you may do that, you, because when you want to know about something, that's just what our brains do. Like the minute we hear about something, we want to go Google it and we want to learn more about it. Especially if I'm talking to you about borderline personality disorder and you've never heard of it before. 
you're probably going to want to go Google it. So I'm going to do that for you, for us. Um, I'm actually going to pull up Google and I'm going to read to you exactly what it's going to say on there when you, when you Google it. Okay, so this is like the very first thing that pops up. I haven't even clicked on any websites. This is just when you, when you Google BPD, this is what comes up right away at the top. Borderline personality disorder is a mental illness that severely, severely impacts a person's ability to regulate their emotions. This loss of emotional con control can increase impulsivity, affect how a person feels about themselves, and negatively impact their relationship with others. Then there are nine main traits or symptoms of BPD, and I believe that you have to have five or more um, to be diagnosed with it. So trust me when I tell you that I was doing all the quizzes online, um, and yep, I have... I have the majority of them and I'm going to go through them with you. Okay, so I'm going to go through each one. Number one, fear of abandonment, unstable relationships, unclear or shifting self-image, impulsive self-destructive behaviors, self-harm, extreme emotional swings, chronic feelings of emptiness, explosive anger, feeling suspicious or out of touch with reality. So fear of abandonment is a massive one for me and for I think pretty much everyone who has borderline personality disorder. It's it's the number one thing. We're terrified of being alone or of being hurt. Um, one thing I will tell you about BPD is that one thing that I've learned, because again, I'm still learning and I don't want to say anything that may be incorrect. And if I do, I apologize. But... Borderline is usually a result of trauma that you've gone through when you were younger and then you develop these kind of personality traits as a result and remember your brain is always trying to protect you so these traits, these personality traits that you develop are your brain trying to protect you and keep you safe because that's, you know, that's what our brain's job is to keep us safe. I have gone through trauma, um, I was sexually abused when I was extremely young, I, I spoke to my parents, I ended up telling my parents about the abuse when I was probably, um, I think I was, this is the thing, I, I, there's some parts of it that I remember clearly and then there's other parts that are completely black that I've blocked out. So I think I was about six years old when I told them, um, and I think the hard part is not knowing how long that how long it went on for, um, because I was so young, and because you know when we're certain ages we don't remember things. I don't remember how long the abuse went on for. I mean, I could have been as young as one or two. I don't. I don't know, but. That's always something that's really hard for me to think think of because, you know, I look at kids now um, that are very young or like younger than six and it's, it's, it's hard to think of yourself as that age and going through that. So I went through that when I was very young and my teen years I went through some stuff too and I'm not going to get into that now, um, but I went through some things that would really make sense as well um, 
why I react in certain ways to things. So often, um, people that have BPD, you can go back and often see that there is there is a history of trauma and again I always say trauma is anything that's had a negative lasting impact in you you don't have to just have been sexually abused to call that trauma I mean there's emotional abuse and physical abuse and emotional neglect and like all, there's so many different things and anything that's affected you and that has an impact on you now in your adult life or as you get older that can be considered trauma and I, I will always say it, all trauma is valid we cannot compare our experience to somebody else's because that's something that I would do I would I would read these absolutely terrible stories that people went through um, abuse that they suffered that that I would say you know that was that's far worse than what I went through and they went through it for a lot longer and I would compare the whole time um, but that's, I've, I learned, like, that's not something that we can do. It's going to affect us regardless, and, and our trauma is valid. If anything triggered, if anything triggered me where I felt like I was going to be abandoned or somebody was going to leave me, my emotional reaction was, <laughs> it was intense, um, it was intense. Um, I would completely break down and not be able to. There was a small logical part of me, that rational part that's in there, that would be watching me and, you know, Tam, like, come on, like, it's not that bad. Like, you know, it would be that voice in my head. You're okay. It's 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 not as bad. It's not as bad as your reaction to it but when emotions come up it's very difficult to be in our thinking mind when our body is consumed with emotion so whenever whenever something happened where i felt like i was going to be alone and this can go back you i mean this again it goes back to you know when you were a child um maybe you you know were I don't want to get in, I'm not going to get into like family stuff in this one, but the point is like you can always trace it back and then your reactions that may not make any sense as an adult will start to make more sense because you're reacting from a place of trauma. See, this is the thing when, when a person doesn't understand certain mental illnesses or they don't understand trauma or they haven't experienced things and that's not anyone's fault like we've all gone through different things and that's okay but when somebody hasn't experienced something for themselves or they don't understand something then when you react a certain way it's baffling to them and to them it's like you're being crazy kind of thing um and the minute anyone the minute I would have any response like, why are you acting this way? They would only make it worse. And I would I would feel even worse. And I would break down and I would cry and I would be angry and I would lash out and because I didn't understand and I was I was angry at myself for my reactions and I was confused and I didn't understand why the person couldn't be gentler with me, but we have to understand that it's not their fault. Um 
So I'm gonna just go through the rest of them and let you guys know what I relate to. Please, if any of this is relatable to you, don't. I, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, and I don't want you to try and diagnose yourself. Um, maybe you do relate to this, and listening to this is really helping you. Um, in which case, talking to somebody, talking to a therapist or somebody can really help. So, number two is unstable relationships, which I fully relate to. It's very difficult to have stable relationships when your moods are like a roller coaster. Uh, number three is unclear or shifting self image. Uh, that one I can relate to as well. Um, I'm not going to get too into this. I, I, th I, this is just me. Just, I mean, this is the first time I've ever spoken about this with you guys, so I'm just kind of just going through things. Number four is impulsive self-destructive behaviors. Um, you may impulsively spend money you can't afford, binge, eat, drive recklessly, shoplift, engage in risky sex, or overdo it with drugs or alcohol. Um, see, like, there's certain things that I don't... I mean... Okay, there are certain things that I relate to here, but I think a big thing for me was I, to really get out of my head, I would drink a lot. And now when I look back, I realize that every time I felt depressed or was having, you know, my emotional swings and having one of those days where I just could not get a handle on my emotions, I just, my first thought would be, I want to go out and get alcohol, and I would. And then being, and I, I wouldn't get drunk to the point that I'm throwing up. I mean, that was when I was a teenager, sure. But just getting to that point where things feel good and you just, everything's so like foggy, but in the best way. And you just, you're not in your head anymore. You're not thinking. I really did rely on alcohol to help me um, get out of my head. And of course, everybody like people that are diagnosed with PPD, they do different things um for me alcohol was one of those so uh, number five is self-harm this is again one that i don't relate to because i have never self-harmed but i know it's a really big thing with BPD, and not just BPD, many other mental illnesses and I, my heart is with you if this is one that you like if this is one that you relate to, I, I'm so sorry, and I really do hope that, I really do hope that if you're going through any of this now that you feel like you can reach out for help, because while I can't relate to this, I do know that when you're going through any kind of, when you're struggling with your mind, because um, remember, we're struggling with our mind, which leads us to doing these things, because we're trying to get out of our heads and we're doing these things to try to avoid and not feel anymore. So I really do hope that you know that there is help available um, because I know how alone we can feel when we're going through it. So number five is self-harm, suicidal behavior. Um, deliberate self-harm is common in people with BPD. Suicidal behavior includes thinking about suicide um, threats of suicide and actually carrying out a suicide attempt. Um, I have not, but I have thought about it before. And I sometimes when I, 
I sometimes when my depression gets severe enough I um, do feel suicidal and I think the worst was last year and I've spoken about this a few times on my page um, I think March last year was it March I, I was March or April I don't even remember um, there was one weekend in particular where my depression was so severe that I spent that entire weekend thinking about not being here and how that would affect people in my life and um, I even thought about how that would affect like the community and you guys to be honest um, but that, w that was an especially hard weekend and I think it was after that that I realized that I do I can't just hide this away like I need to acknowledge it and that's when I started going for therapy please 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 if you're suicidal in any way even if you're just thinking about it even if you just have the thought that what's the point of being here anything like please reach out to somebody um I'll include a I'm partnered with a company that I know a lot of people enjoy because you can talk to a therapist online versus going in person like you can even text with somebody and I know that's less scary than being face to face with someone especially if you're dealing with anxiety so I'll leave that in the caption I have a code that can help you save because I know that therapy can be pricey um, but honestly even if you can just reach out to somebody in your life sometimes we think that sometimes we think our brain takes over and our thoughts take over and we just think that we're a burden and we shouldn't reach out and they don't want to hear about it but it's your brain lying to you I promise you like they do want to know I'll just say that because I've been there where I think well no one really your brain tells you all this crap like no one cares and don't there's no point in talking about it but they they do like there there's one they they do they want to know like I promise you just reach out to anybody um and just don't suffer in silence because when we're alone we just we don't have anyone there like you, you know when you you know when you're talking to a friend and you're telling them how crappy you feel or you're telling them about how you feel about a situation and how you just don't see any good in it and then they will talk to you and even if you're in a really bad place and you're still struggling to believe it they plant that little seed in your head and kind of show you a different perspective really but when we're just in our own heads and we're not talking to anyone or reaching out to anybody and if you feel like you have no one come on my page go to the comments um if you want me to do posts on depression um or sharing more of my experience about this i will do that like i want to hear from you guys if you listen to this and have feedback for me or things you'd like to share with me or anything like you can do that if that's gonna help, I, I I will help you however I can. Number six is extreme emotional swings. <laughs> I mean, that was that was the main reason that I started. <laughs> I laugh, but seriously, this was the main reason I started researching this because I was like, what on earth? Um, I want to actually read this one to you. Um, Unstable emotions and moods are common with BPD. One moment you may feel happy, and the next despondent. Little things that other people brush off can send you into an emotional tailspin. 
These mood swings are intense, but they tend to pass fairly quickly, unlike the emotional swings of depression or bipolar, usually lasting just a few minutes or hours, and that's exactly it. I have had some times where it's like an entire day, or, or a few days where I'm kind of low, but there'll even be moments in there where I'll suddenly feel okay, and that, that would always be so confusing for me and make me feel kind of crazy. I'll include this website, it's basically the first one on Google, I think, because um, when you Google, often we go to like the first, we scroll through the first few results, so I'm, I'm really just reading what, like a textbook version of BPD, and what you would read when, what your therapist would even tell you, like what you would read when you're just learning about it or Googling it. So number seven is chronic feelings of emptiness. People with BPD often talk about feeling empty as if there's a hole or a void inside them. At the extreme, you may feel as if you're nothing or nobody. This feeling is uncomfortable, so you may try to fill the void with things like drugs, food, or sex, but nothing feels truly satisfying. Yep, I can relate to that. Um, number eight, explosive anger. If you have BPD, you may struggle with intense anger and a short temper. You may also have trouble controlling yourself once the fuse is lit yelling, throwing things, or becoming completely consumed by rage. It's important to note that this anger isn't always directed outwards. You may spend a lot of time feeling angry at yourself, and I do relate to that a lot. Um, trust me, I, I have lashed out and been so angry that I just, I shout, and it's embarrassing to even admit that, but sometimes I've, because you know some, you know how sometimes you can react in a certain way, and it's like, it's an out-of-body experience, and you're kind of watching yourself, and afterwards you like, who was that person and sometimes I have been so consumed with rage that I have acted like that but again like sometimes there'll be this thing where if you have BPD you are violent end of story and you're going to lash out and be abusive and all of that and listen there are cases like that but not every single person that has BPD has all the same traits and acts in the same ways and I'm not a violent person so it was very difficult for me to see how it's portrayed in movies and things and then realize oh shit do i have bpd because i don't relate to that and you start to think that there's something deeply flawed within you and then the last one is feeling suspicious or out of touch with reality people with bpd often struggle with paranoia or suspicious thoughts about others motives when under stress you may even lose touch with reality and experience known as dissociation we talk about DPDR all the time on my page. Um, you may feel foggy, spaced out, or as if you're outside your own body. And I've had that since I was really young. I remember being really young, and you know how we describe it on my page, like looking at my arm, looking at my legs, looking in the mirror, and being like, I don't feel like I'm attached to this body. I'll look in the mirror and don't recognize that person. It's such an unsettling feeling. Um, it's very hard to explain unless you've experienced it, but it's very scary. Um, so that can actually happen as a result of this, as well as a result of anxiety. Um, so those are the nine traits, and I have... <laughs> I have some... Like, I have pretty much all of them. Um, like, for example, like I told you guys under the self-harm one, number five, like... I don't relate to everything so out of the traits you may not relate to every single thing under it but you have to have at least five or more and I, and I definitely have more than five so I realized that I haven't even told you guys if I'm 
officially diagnosed with it. I just kind of jumped right into what it is. I just, I feel like almost like I wanted you guys to have a better understanding of what BPD is um, before I get into, oh, do I have it? So as I told you earlier on, my, my therapist had often mentioned things that really stuck in my mind. The black and white thinking was a huge one. Um, and see, this is the thing. What I just read to you guys, there's certain things that are not mentioned in there. And this is where this is where social media actually really helps me out. People that have BPD, that have Instagram pages, people that talk about BPD on TikTok especially, there's videos on there. And I watch people's stories and things that they share and I fully relate to it. And these are things that are difficult to find on Google because Google is more like you firstly, you have to know what to search. Or if you just search BPD, you're going to be getting the textbook version of things. You're not going to be seeing all these other little things that make so much freaking sense. There's another thing called splitting um, that isn't mentioned here, but I'll, I, I'll get to that in a second. I don't want to go completely off track. Let's just rewind for a second and go back to the therapy that I was talking to you about. So my last therapy appointment was two weeks ago and... I was having a day that day. Uh, I woke up and I was just, I could not stop crying. I, my brain, there were certain things that my brain was fixating on and making stories and I was in a, like a really, really terrible place in my mind and my, my emotions were just, I was on a swing like all day long. My therapy appointment was in the afternoon, I think around like 3 p.m. And I, the whole day leading up to it, I was just thinking, well, now she's going to see me in like this, when I'm having one of my days. And I had made the decision that I'm going to go there. I was determined. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say, can you please um, possibly <laughs> diagnose me with something? Like, let me know, like, do I have B BPD? Um, so I went there and I kind of broke down before the session even started. Like as I sat down, I was just it was just a really bad day. I my emotions were were bad. And we started talking about some things and I I remember looking at her and I said, "It seems like I have a lot of the traits of borderline personality disorder." And I think that I think that a part of me, and I, I didn't even realize this, but I think a small part of me had thought that maybe she would say, you know, let's not rush to diagnosis or uh, no, like, like I just, there was a small part of me that thought that maybe she would <laughs> say, you know, no, you don't have it. Even though in my heart I knew that, I probably do. But she looked at me and, and for a while and then said, I, uh, you certainly do. You you definitely do have many of the traits of borderline personality disorder. And my <laughs> my response was different than what I'd expected. I don't know. I I think that I thought I would feel like maybe it was just the day that I was having, but even in the days afterwards when my mood stabilized a little bit, I I still was just not feeling great about it. I, I thought that I would feel some kind of relief and be like, oh my God, thank God. I know what this is. Now I know how to tackle it. 
But I think part of me um, still had that belief, because there's a big stigma around it, that if I'm diagnosed with this, then that's going to mean that I, I am crazy, even though you're absolutely not. Again, like I told you, this is a result of trauma. It's this is not a like this is not the end destination. Like it, it's a result of trauma, so there's work to be done, and you have there's trauma to work through. But I was just, I think, a small part of me was thinking maybe, just maybe, she's just gonna say, oh no, it's just trauma. It's it's not borderline. <laughs> I told her that I had been doing research for ages, for years on and off, and especially in the weeks leading up to um, just this appointment. And she agreed with me that I, I definitely have the traits and it would make perfect sense. Um, so I, I asked her, like, okay, so, you know, is, is this the diagnosis? Do I have, like, is this it? Do I have borderline personality disorder? And so the woman that I go to, she's a psychotherapist. So she can't give that official diagnosis. She would have to refer me to a psychiatrist who would basically sit down and go over those questions that I went over with you guys. And if I answer yes to five or more. And also like with my therapist's input on what she's seen with me over the months, then that will just kind of confirm it. So I have not gone to a psychiatrist for an official diagnosis. Um, it was pretty much, I was pretty much diagnosed in my therapy session. <laughs> and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Like part of me just thinks, okay, well, I mean, it's just, it, it's a label, sure. And you know, it can be helpful to know for sure, okay, we have that, but I, I it's it's almost, you know how we, we have to trust our, our intuition sometimes in our gut, and I just, it's something that I've always known that I have, but I've just, I've never really wanted to fully face it, I think. I think just the term personality disorder, just, it seems so terrifying, um, it does. It, it seems really scary. But, you know, if maybe you're listening to this and you have BPD, or maybe you where I am, where you've pretty much been diagnosed, or you're thinking you have it, and maybe you where I was, um, where you've seen how it's been portrayed, and or just how people react to people that have it, and you feel like you're crazy and I just want to sit here and just show you that just tell you that you're not crazy um you're really not and I have times where my brain takes over and says you're crazy and whatever but I try to have I, tr I really try to have that awareness there to come in and kind of remind me and this is where people in your life can really help kind of remind me um, that this isn't my fault and it's not your fault whether you have BPD, bipolar, whatever it is going on anxiety, any anxiety disorder um, it's not your fault 
we can't help it. We can't help it. But we can start to learn about it and we can start to make that choice that we don't want to be in this place forever because we don't deserve to be here forever. I mentioned earlier on, well, I hope I did. I'm, I feel like this is just, you know me, I like a good ramble. <laughs> but um, I mentioned earlier on about that channel that my friend had told me about called uh, Soft White Underbelly on YouTube. And I started watching an interview with a girl this morning who has BPD and had a severe a severe childhood and I found myself starting to compare again like oh wow I didn't suffer that badly but again like I told you we all go through different things um, and all trauma is valid so we can't compare but she was saying things that I that was so relatable and I haven't even finished watching it I just started watching it um, while I was having my breakfast this morning whenever I have breakfast I always um, put a YouTube video on. I often just watch vlogs and things, but I really wanted to get into this and This is this is where I'm at right now in this journey of mine this new thing this new journey So I've dealt with this my whole life, but when you recently do I realize what it actually is for sure so I'm at the point where I'm Desperate to hear other people's stories and to really just dig into as much as I can so one thing she said was that it feels like there is an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other one. And, you know, the good side of you is trying so hard to be rational about situations and so hard to be this good person. But then there's this negative voice that comes in that, you know, where there's a situation that happens or you're triggered by something where the good part of you is recognizing that it's not that bad. You know, they didn't really mean that thing that they said or you know that's it's just not as big a situation as your brain is trying to make it and that's where you know that little negative thing comes in and um says really starts to make you overthink something no it is it is what you think it is and it is a lot worse than you think and this is what's going to happen and they do feel this way they, your brain starts to tell you how the person feels and what's gonna happen and, and there's a whole freaking story going on and it's difficult because like i like i mentioned you've got that rational part of your thinking mind but then the negative part is what's creating that the overwhelming feelings that come up so you're feeling scared you're feeling scared you're feeling ungrounded you're feeling sad. You're feeling every emotion that you can think of within a few seconds. You're feeling it and it is, it's intense. Um, it is intense. So when she said that, I fully related to that because it's very difficult to try to get back into our thinking of the rational part of our mind when we are consumed with emotion. And I think one thing that has definitely helped me over the years is um, movement, is yoga. Because all these things, trauma, it's stored in the body. You know, we react physically to things that we've maybe forgotten about, but our body is still holding on to it. So for me, and in fact, I had made the decision that as soon as I'm finished recording this, I'm getting on my yoga mat, because this is heavy stuff. I'm going to get on my yoga mat and I'm just, I'm going to just sweat it out through a flow. 
um, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm, I'm, I've been feeling emotions coming up. I'm sitting here talking to you. My heart has been racing consistently the whole time. Uh, this, I'm desperately like sipping on my lemon balm tea, but my heart, this is the thing. We talk about certain things and it brings up emotion. So movement is something that can be very helpful for that. Even just in the moment when you feel it, just shaking out your body like because we hold so much tension everywhere right just shaking out your arms uh, doing a few neck circles just shaking everything out and then breathing because we forget to breathe Um. another thing that she said that i found super relatable was she loves to just be by herself a lot uh she likes to spend a lot of time by herself because that way if she's triggered or if something happens she can kind of just be on her own and she's not going to take it out on anybody or lash out at anybody because what happens is if we don't go and sit with something and we immediately react we feel so guilty afterwards and it's not helpful when you're already struggling with your emotions to then go sit with that guilt and then go and apologize but you you trying to say to the person i'm i'm really sorry for my reaction and you, you i mean i i get it you can't expect them to just be like oh i forgive you because you maybe you've said some really hurtful things you know we lash out um so you can't you have to try to understand where the person is coming from but it's so hard because sometimes you just want to say like do you have so much to say um and sometimes we don't always say it. There was another thing that I had mentioned called splitting. Um, and you can, if you have TikTok, it's especially a good place to go and watch videos on this that are extremely relatable. Um, splitting is basically when you feel a certain way about somebody, anybody in your life, where they're just perfect and you only see the good it's remember it's very everything's very black and white you only see the good like there's nothing wrong with them you are not folk and remember we all as human beings none of us are perfect we all have flaws but you don't see that you know you you just you'll go through periods where someone is just perfect you don't see any of their flaws and then they say something to you or they do something that you perceive as just horrible even if it's nothing and immediately you go from kind of putting this person on a pedestal to the complete opposite and you just you don't want to be around them and your brain starts telling you that all these negative things about them um it's it's horrible and it's something that I can relate to, but it's something that when it happens, or if it happens now, I, I'm very aware of it, and I am able to, I'm able to see what's happening, and that's like the, the, I mean, I tell you all the time, if you've listened to any of my other things, we have to have that awareness first, because if there's no awareness, how do we sort something out, right? Wow, I've been talking to you for, I think, about an hour now. So I don't think I have too much more to say. I am I really just wanted to open up the conversation about this because 
often on my stories or if you read my newsletters, maybe you've seen that I've been very up and down where I say, oh, I'm having like a rough day today and the next day I seem perfect and sometimes I'll think to myself that I should, sometimes I'll think I should go on my stories and like when I'm having a really bad day and I think maybe I should just, you know, let you guys know that I'm going to take off the next like three days or whatever. But I never do that because my mood changes so frequently and sometimes the next day I can be completely fine again. So I'm really trying to, I'm trying, emphasis on trying. Um, yesterday, for example, was not a good day for me and it was hard to try. Um, but I'm trying to honor how I'm feeling um, instead of making rash decisions or doing anything impulsive I'm trying to just sit with it and tell myself you know like you've dealt with this your whole life pretty much if you're feeling a specific way right now it can change you know it's going to change because it's hard when we're there when you're in it you feel like this is it this this is where I'm at you can't when you're low you can't imagine feeling good and when you're when you're feeling good it's like you know those bad times are you know and the, like they just kind of this distant thing but then it hits you again and it's it can be exhausting and it's very demotivating very unmotivating is it deep unmotivating i don't know very unmotivating at times so i'm really just trying to learn as much learn as much as i can and i'm trying to not sit on google too much in fact i haven't really been on google i've What's really helping me to learn are pages and accounts on Instagram and TikTok where people share things that they've learned and what's been helping them. Um, a big question that does come up for BPD is, well, what meds help? Because um, I know if you're really struggling, it may seem like the only thing that's going to help you is medication. That's how I felt with anxiety and I was on meds for a bit. Um, if you're new here, I go. I share my whole story in my first book, and I talk about. I also talk about meds in my second book. I'll include the links in the caption, and if you want to learn more about each book, you can just click it, and it will take you there and tell you more about it. Um, because that's like a top question that I get is a lot of people want to know about what I think about meds if I've taken them. So I think a natural question that's going to come up here is, oh, what meds can help? Firstly. Uh, just with my experience with meds, um, I was on them for about a year. I know that that's not something personally for me that I would do again. Um, but in terms of BPD, it seems like meds are not really a great option. Um, just because it just, ki I mean, it just kind of, what this girl was saying as well in the, in the interview is that she herself was saying that meds didn't really help her and it's more really working through the trauma and changing your thought patterns from what I understand, which can feel completely overwhelming and scary some days. But I, I think that if you're able to, and I'm talking to myself here too, if I'm able to, if we're able to, if, if you suffer from BPD or anything, you know, where it just feels overwhelming to work through it, I think that if you're able to put the work in, it's so worth it because you get to a point where you literally change the way you think about things and therefore the way that you react. 
So I actually ordered two ebooks um, that I'm just reading on my Kindle. I'm kind of going back and forth between the two. So I have one open here. I'll leave the names of them as well in, in the caption. Um, but just this one part, like it says here, emotionally, people with BPD are like burn victims, extremely sensitive to even the slightest hint of an emotion, and yet so afraid of their emotions that they seek to do anything and everything they can to avoid them. And I completely, we're so, I'm so sensitive to everything. My emotions are so intense. And sometimes when I'm feeling so many emotions at once, I just feel like I'm in this emotional pain. Like it hurts. And when that's happening, I just, I don't know what to do. Um, and I'll always try to just get on my yoga mat. Sometimes I'll just end up not doing anything and just, <laughs> I'll just be on a ball in my mat and just cry. And sometimes that's all we need to do. Sometimes we need to just cry it out. Um, I think it's important to let the emotion out rather than um, internalize it and hold it in. And just talking about it, just, just sitting here for this past hour, I think it's longer than an hour now, and just talking. It feels like some kind of relief and weight lifted. So I really hope that this helps in some way. Whether you have it, think you have it, relate to anything that I've said, or have somebody in your life who suffers. Of course, my Instagram page is a place where we talk about anxiety. And that's another reason why I was really unsure of what to do with, th with this. Um, I didn't want to just start suddenly talking about borderline personality disorder and you people are like, what's going on? <laughs> um, of course, I want to keep this as an anxiety community. It's very close to my heart because I suffered for I suffered severely for so long. Um, but one thing that I've always done on my page is I've always been open about my mental health and this is something that I've been struggling with and it feels weird to me to like not talk about it. it that, feels, that feels harder and stranger to me than actually sitting down and telling you what's going on, even though it's scary. Like, this is scary because, you know, I really got in my head before I sat down and thought, you know, what if, you know, what if you guys listen to this and you maybe the, your only exposure to BPD has been through a movie or something that you've seen where a person is acting very intensely and maybe I'll tell you guys oh like I have this and you'll immediately think what the hell like she's insane <laughs> so that's kind of where my brain was at but I, I think that it's so important that we talk about things um I really do. Like, we can't hold on to things. There's people suffering in silence every day. We we have to talk about things. And sometimes by being brave enough, even though it's freaking terrifying, and I'm still sitting here with my heart racing, sometimes just us talking about something can just help someone else um, have courage to open up to somebody in their own life. Whether or talk about it online or anything just open up any way that's gonna help or even just that feeling of 
community of togetherness like i'm not alone like she gets it or he gets it or i'm just not alone in this i think that's so important because i really struggled feeling alone um and just the accounts that i follow and i can share some with you guys too um i can talk more about this on my stories i I've really been going back and forth about if I should start a different page and talk about this and kind of share my journey as I go, or if I should talk about this on Honestly's page. But this is where you guys come in, and this is where I really do appreciate your feedback and where I really would love to hear from you guys and what you think, because this is a community. We discuss things here here together. Thank you so much for being here with me and listening to my story it really it means a lot to me just this whole community is is my heart like it's so you are all so special to me i am feeling so good just talking about this stuff and letting it out because usually i just kind of am sitting with it and um of course i have some amazing people in my life who i appreciate more than words can say and they know who they are but I also spend a lot of time in my head <laughs> uh, just sitting here for this I mean more than an hour now and just chatting to you guys has been very helpful actually so I want to just thank you for being here with me and for listening to me um, I feel like I desperately need to I have this, I can feel I have just this energy kind of built up that I need to release um, maybe I'll go for a walk or just do some kind of movement as well and, and keep that in mind for yourself as well it's very important when you have a lot of stuff coming up you you need to release it and it's very helpful to release it through movement um even that if that's putting a song on and like dancing around honestly that's very helpful too i really do hope that this has helped in some way um like i said whether you're going through it or whether someone else in your life is going through it and there's someone that you would like to share this with please do like i said we, we have to open up and and i mean maybe you are going through this and you want to share this with someone so they better understand you and i know how scary that is but maybe that's the first step for you you know maybe that's the first step or maybe you know someone who's suffering and listening to this may help them but I really would love to hear from you guys and I mean just let's just have a conversation about it honestly if you want me to share more on my page if you want me to make more posts on this if you want me to talk more about it um, if you'd like me to do more podcast episodes as I start to figure out ways to really kind of navigate this let me know I would love to hear from you I really would but for now I think I'm going to just end it there um, like I said, I'll leave some links in the caption to everything that I've discussed here. And as always, I'm sending you so much love. And I'm not just saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I hope you can feel it every time. Whether you're listening or watching one of my videos, I hope that you can feel that. I'm sending you love and I'm sending you healing and I'm sending you just, I'm sending you strength. And I'm asking you to be gentle with yourself and patient with yourself and to take it one day at a time, always. You're never alone here. 
truly mean that. Even though your brain tells you you are sometimes, you are not. I will talk to you soon. And I hope that you have a beautiful evening or a beautiful day wherever you are in the world, okay? Bye.